Welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast with Dr. Raj Dasgupta, a show all about educating patients, students, and aspiring doctors about better patient care. Dr. Raj is a quadruple board certified physician and associate professor at the University of Southern California. He was a co-host of the TNT series, Chasing the Cure with Ann Curry, as well as a regular on the TV show, The Doctors. And now, here's our show. All right, and welcome to the Dr. Raj Show. I'm having so much fun doing this show. I'm telling you, it's a great break. And what is the Dr. Raj Show about? It's about being yourself and just being honest. It's about all aspects of medicine. And with that being said, of the all aspects, I'm so excited about my guest today. Uh, a couple things. Not only uh, is this going to be an awesome guest, we kind of did some brainstorming and we came up with this great idea of making a sequel podcast. No one's ever heard of that before. So my guest, who is Rachel Katz, who I'll introduce in a second, I just did her podcast literally minutes ago. And now it's my turn. So we're going to kind of release it. So it's going to be cool. So we kind of ended on one note. We're going to start another one. So please check out her podcast for before hidden mine or vice versa. Anyways, with that being said, today's guest, uh, I have a couple of things I would like to say about her. And hopefully she'll be a little embarrassed because they're really not. <laughs> I'll make her blush, you know. So I told her to send some things about herself. And she was so cute. She went, hi, exclamation point times two. Uh, <laughs> Katz, she is a nutritional scientist and she's a certified alternative nutritionist. And her passion is all things health related, which is why she's a perfect fit for the Dr. Rod show. She mentioned briefly that she struggled a little bit with her own health. We'll ask about that. She mentions both mentally and physically. And she doesn't want anyone to suffer like she had to. So I, I love that part of being compassionate. And she feels life is too short for feeling unhappy and feeling unhealthy. So she wants to make a difference. And she really hopes that sharing her story and her personal experiences and her knowledge can help me and you and my listeners with health in general and to bring you one step closer to being the happiest and healthiest self. I love that. And living to your fullest potential. Now, Rachel, tell me honestly, <laughs> did you write that yourself? Is that a Hallmark card? Because it's really good, you know? Thank you. I actually wrote that um, a few years ago when I was building my website to put on my website bio. So whenever somebody asks me for a bio, I just send the same bio. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why I love that you have you here? So I had a couple of other doctors and went on the show and I said, send the bio. It's like bullet pointed. I graduated here. I have done this accomplishment. Yours made me a little teary-eyed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know. So, so is, is 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 that accurate about you? Is there something else you want my listeners to know about you, or is that a good summary right there? That's a pretty good summary. I love how you mentioned that other people sent you like bullet points because first and foremost, I consider myself a writer before anything. So I think that's why um, when I sent you the bio, it was more like an autobiography, like a mini autobiography. Um, I just love writing. It just comes naturally to me. So that's why I started my blog. But I think you covered everything. That was really good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And so we'll do a little icebreaker before we jump into my, my questions I asked you. 
So, you know, of course, I, you know, now that I knew you were coming on the Dr. Raj show, I did a little snooping about you. You know what I mean? So I stopped <laughs> you a little bit. Uh, so you just went to Mexico. Was that your first trip to Mexico? Did you have a good time? And, and how long did you stay there for? It actually was not my first trip. Um, fun fact, I probably have been to Mexico 18 times what? throughout my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my parents actually, I'm very lucky, but I'm an only child and my parents love to travel. Specifically, they love Mexico for some reason. So ever since I was born, probably um, once a year or once every other year, we go to Mexico and we have a timeshare in Cabo. So I've been all oh. around Mexico. <laughs> so uh, let me add on one thing, which is maybe that's why we get along so well together. I don't know if you know this, but I'm an only child too. No way. Way. <laughs> that is so. awesome. Maybe we shared the, the same good qualities and bad qualities together. <laughs> <laughs> True, there's definitely bad qualities about being an only child. I so, feel like we're definitely spoiled more than most. Of course, of course. And that could be just spoiled <laughs> with love. That doesn't have to mean True. cars and clothes. It could just mean love. You True. Know? Um, so anyways, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're very good about social media. And I, I definitely look up to you by far on social media. So you, you sent the video. And I saw, I don't know if this is your first time, you did a little zip lining into a pool. You know what I mean? Uh, now, <laughs> it seemed like you're a little scared. Uh, you, you know what I mean? So how was that? So I'm the kind of person that um, I, I have a lot of fears. So a lot of things scare me, but I make myself do those things anyways. So I actually, it was my boyfriend's birthday. So I took him to that water park for his birthday. Okay. And I was like, he, I was like, he's going to have no problem doing all these things. And of course I'm going to have to do them with him. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll give me a chance to do something that I'm scared of. Um, so I actually, I did the zip lighting thing. That was a little scary, but the scariest thing I did was jumping off a cliff and I've never done that. I've always wanted oh. to. <laughs> yeah. Was that this trip? Was that this trip? Yeah, it was the same day as the zip lining. So my heart was just beating the whole day. <laughs> I mean, Rach, why didn't you send us the footage of the cliff jump? Why did I get cheated on just the zip lining shot? <laughs> <laughs> the the cliff jumping one was really embarrassing because I actually went to jump and then I hesitated and went back. <laughs> and I finally went for it and my scream was so loud because I I like went for it and while I was in the air, I literally in my head was like, oh shit, I'm actually jumping. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. no, no, I, I got your back. I mean, rewind many, many years ago, I went to Costa Rica. I don't know if you've ever been there before. And they I had some- actually. Yeah, that's a you and boyfriend thing there. You'll dig it. So I went there and they had some kind of like swinging thing that goes a little bit over the cliff, but you're on a swing and you're you're strapped in. And it, everything is fun and games when you look at these things. But when you're actually on the mm-hmm. swing, you see how, how the drop, you're like, yeah, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But did yep. your boyfriend end up pushing you or did you do it yourself? No, I did it myself. Um, and it it was the scariest thing I've ever done, but it also was the best feeling I've ever experienced. So that's awesome. And you know, yeah. I mentioned earlier that I look up to you when it comes to social media as well as other things. Uh, can you, one, you don't have to tell your secrets now, but one day you're going to tell me or teach me how to get like, you have almost 50,000 followers, man. You know, <laughs> I, I'm like scrapping for my 2000. <laughs> so one day for my Christmas present, can you give me the secret sauce? You think? 
I definitely will this Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to show you, I actually, I, I took some notes right here and I wanted to ask you and, and we'll go from there. So cool. let's, so I was actually going to say my first question, you, you kind of stole it from your podcast. Your blog is called the full life, you know, and it's, it's all over what I read about you. So uh, what inspired you to do this full life, this blog? And, and, and what does it mean to you? Yeah, great question. Um, so I've been blogging actually since I was in middle school. So in middle school, I started a little fashion blog. Um, and then when <laughs> I was, <laughs> and then when I got to high school, I started learning about health and just really developed a passion for health. So I started my health food blog and my Instagram. And actually my Instagram name used to be Fitness Freak 45. Super embarrassing. <laughs> but I actually I actually got it to twenty thousand followers with that name. So what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess it wasn't too bad, but um, then, you know, I started it just for fun, but then in college I started to take it more seriously and I realized that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I was just thinking about what name I wanted to, to do and I was just thinking and thinking um, because I started my blog it was more food based. So I would just post a bunch of healthy recipes. And that was my main passion. But over the years, it's developed into so much more. So I kind of wanted to encompass everything that my blog and my brand um, meant to me, which isn't only food, even though that's the focus. But I just am really passionate about teaching women specifically how to live a full life. And to me, that means living your best life in every area of your life, whether that be uh, physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, career, relationships, food, all of the above. So, and then full also means a full tummy. So that's why I chose the full life. <laughs> I like the end of it. I didn't see that one coming, you know? <laughs> so, you know, even though we're smiling, uh, I do want to ask, you know, one question that was kind of in the back of my mind when you sent me your little, uh, little uh, snippet about you, that you, had a, you said you had a, a tough patch emotionally and physically. And you mentioned that it was kind of in that middle school, high school, junior high-ish zone. So I'm going to be a nosy guy because that's what, you know, these podcasts are all about. If you feel comfortable, what did you have to go through during that period of time to help motivate you to be the woman you are today? Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, I actually developed an eating disorder. So first it was just a healthy kind of curiosity with health and nutrition and exercise, but then it became an obsession. The more and more I lost weight and the more people were telling me how great I looked, the more obsessed I became with losing more weight and dieting more and exercising more. And it just became an obsession to the point where I had to eat the same thing every day at specific times. And if I wanted to veer in a different direction, I literally would start to cry. So yeah, it was, it was really intense. Um, and I ended up going to therapy and kind of working towards healing that. And then when I got to college and I thought I was healed fully from my eating disorder, I still wasn't my OCD just became worse um, and my overall anxiety and depression. And it wasn't only related to 
body image. It was just like I suffered from constant intrusive thoughts and negative thoughts about myself. And it came to the point where it was like, I couldn't even fall asleep at night because I just had constant intrusive negative thoughts. And I really just wasn't in a good place. I was in a really, really dark place. And I knew that I had to do something about it. And I've always kind of been against um, taking medication, even though I know that works great for a lot of people and it's a great option. But for me personally, I was obsessed with finding a way to heal myself naturally. And it did take a long time. So going the more natural route takes a lot longer, but to me, it's more sustainable. So I started learning more about not specifically diets, but just learning more about food and nutrients and what every nutrient is doing for my brain health, my gut health. Um, So I dove deeper into that. I learned more about yoga and started practicing yoga two to three times a week. I meditated and I took walks and I just started doing a bunch of natural remedies to help myself. And slowly but surely, I was able to get myself out of that dark place. Wow. Two things. Number one, I learned this from my wife. You know, she does rheumatology and she always feels that no one really wants to be on lifelong meds. And I love that you said that in your statement, that you took the the, the longer route, the harder route, because you don't want to be on meds. So I think that's why I love you having having you on the show, because there are so many other things than traditional, here, take this pill. And the question I also wanted to ask you is, when you talk about OCD, depression, anxiety, all these different things, what came first? Was it the eating disorders that led to these things or was it underlying? It wasn't undiagnosed or you're never going to know what came first, chicken or the egg. How do you approach that? So I didn't realize that at the time, but my eating disorder was definitely a form of OCD. So I would just, I had these obsessions, like I said, like I would have to eat, I couldn't eat at like 12, 11, it had to be 12, 30 or 12. It it was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like these little obsessions that I had. And I Mm -hmm. felt like if I could stick to that, then I had some sort of control over my life. And that's what I always tell people when you have an eating disorder, it goes so much deeper than the food itself and the body image. It's usually an underlying issue. And you're using food um, and trying to control your eating habits in order to control something else in your life that you feel is out of control. So I definitely think I had OCD and I I used it, um, I guess my compulsion was around food. And then once I sort of healed from that, it just became, you know, other things. And, and then, of course, having OCD leads you to feeling depressed. And I think it was just, I think wow. it's all related. Yeah. No, it has to be. And then one last question, and we'll go on. But I mean, being an only child, I want to ask you, you know, I mean, you are the love of your parents' life and the center of all their hopes and dreams, like I was. So uh, were they very, were they like the best friends you've ever had when it came to this? Was it a hard time for that understanding? Because I know, you know, speaking, my parents are Asian, they're Indian and Filipino. It's not the easiest thing to talk about some of these topics, OCD and everything. So how were your parents when you had to go through this at such a young age, like high school? Yeah. um, So my mom has been my best friend growing up. So I have a very close relationship with her. I tell her everything. So she has definitely been supportive all the time. 
I think probably because I'm a girl, I feel closer and more comfortable telling my mom those kind of things. So I never really would tell my dad. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I just have a different relationship with my dad than I do with my mom for sure. He thinks I'm like an angel and have no problems and (laughs) and I've never suffered. We'll just keep it that way. I mean, you're definitely an angel for sure. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I think this is going to be a good lead into this. So I mean, um, with all this mentioning of food, number one, I'm hungry now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> number two, uh, what, what is your food philosophy? Yeah. So because I experienced um, an opposite extreme and I dealt with, I would just count calories all day and diet all the time. And I felt like if I wasn't on a diet and I wasn't excluding certain types of foods and I wasn't doing it right and I wasn't good enough. So my philosophy now, I am totally against diets. And ah. I, I, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And even though I'm a nutritionist, I have a degree in nutritional science, and I totally believe in the power of natural food and um, eating healthy. But I also believe that there has to be a balance, and that food shouldn't be something that rules your life. It shouldn't be a something that you think about all the time. It should be something that comes easy and naturally to you. Um, so I believe in just eating what makes you feel good at the moment and just listening to that and listening to your body when it comes to that. Oh, great answer. Great answer. (laughs) Um, you know, I would say that, no, I think I'm guilty as far as, you know, when I talk to patients, I think I use the word diet all the time and maybe I need to change the way I approach talking to patients because there's a stigma with that word. And I like how you said you don't believe in diet because there is other things, but I'm the next question I wanted to ask you is because once again, you know, I did my research. I was looking at you on Instagram and you're always exercising on Instagram. (laughs) I mean, you you really, I feel you make me feel lazy. You're always like (laughs) in some kind of outfit, stretching and doing something. So please tell my listeners, what is your exercise routine? Yeah. So it's definitely changed over the years. When I was younger, I definitely had more time to exercise more. Um, now that I'm an adult and have responsibilities, um, I don't have as much time as I would like to, but I definitely make sure to do some kind of exercise every day. And I always say I exercise because of my mental health and how it makes me feel mentally and not necessarily because of how it makes me look. I just do it for how it makes me feel. And I think when you look at it that way, it becomes so much more easy to exercise it doesn't feel like a chore. It becomes something that you love to do for your health. So I do a lot of yoga, a lot of gentle stretching and meditating and gentle movement. I also love walks. I love just walking in nature and getting outside, getting some sunlight and vitamin D. (laughs) And um, whenever I go hiking, it's sort of like a walking meditation for me. I just love being away from all the noise and connecting to nature. So I would say those are my two main ways to exercise. I also, I used to love going to the gym, but that hasn't been an option for a while. Um, (laughs) COVID, yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, are you holding back with your exercise? Because I'm sure all my listeners are going to follow you and see what you look like. And there's no way, I'm going to embarrass you. You can look this good and just do (laughs) yoga. I mean, you do... (laughs) cardiovascular, right? 
I know it sounds crazy, but I never run. I never jog. Um, when I was, yeah, yeah. When okay. I was going. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I do walks. That's about it. And then I okay. like to do, I like to do um, strength training exercises. Okay. Okay. So now that the gym isn't possible, I, I use my body weight and just do stuff at home, but that's pretty much it. Just wow. that. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you have a trainer? Do you do it all yourself from your education about knowing about health in general? Or what do you know what to do? I do it myself just because I've educated myself a lot. I've been exercising for a long, long time now. And I'm also a certified yoga instructor. So, oh, all right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't need anyone then if you are a certified yoga instructor. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, I want to go back to foods because um, I got to know, and I'm sure my listeners want to know, what is Rachel's favorite thing to eat? Now, eating is just eating. Now, don't lie. You know what I mean? If it turns out to be something <laughs> very fatty, say it. And what is your favorite thing to make? Eat, then make. Good question. I love talking about food. Um, <laughs> what I like to eat. <laughs> um, well, you had this big smile on your face now. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so, my guilty pleasure is Chick-fil-A. I'm not going to lie. I love (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Didn't see that coming. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, I love Chick-fil-A. Whenever it's my time of the month, I make my boyfriend (laughs) get me some Chick-fil-A. That's always my craving. So I'm sure when I'm pregnant one day, that's what I'm going to be craving as well. But I love (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I love French fries and and, you know, good quality fried chicken. Um, <laughs> and something I love to make, I love making healthy pasta. So it's probably the easiest and most filling option that mm-hmm. I can think of. So that's why I make it usually once a week at least. Um, so I'll do like a gluten-free pasta, either brown rice or chickpea. Um, something like that. And I just like to get creative with it. I'll throw in whatever veggies I have. Um, I'll either make it really simple, like olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper, some nutritional yeast, or I'll throw in some cashew cheese. I do cashew alfredo, marinara sauce. um, And then sometimes I'll add in a protein like grilled chicken, salmon. So that's my jam. It's super easy, super filling and super delicious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm surprised in your resume, Rachel, you're you're not culinary trained or something. You know what I mean? You may need to go back to school and get that certification. Yeah, I've thought about it. But um, I grew up my mom is an amazing cook. Um, She's from Israel. So I grew up eating Mediterranean style and all of her sisters and my grandma all amazing amazing cooks so I've just grown up learning how to cook it kind of comes naturally to me and I've always um I have my cookbook out so I love coming up with Wait, is Alan like really I could go I could go and purchase the book so it's an ebook yeah it's, it's on e-book. my website Ah. Um, so I love coming up with healthy recipes that are um so basically what my book is, is it's junk food made healthy. So there's oh. fries in there. There's uh, Alfredo pasta, pizza, ice cream, all of those junk foods, but I just make them healthy. So that's what I love to do. <laughs> you know, I, I might have to buy this for my little kids. I mean, they got a sweet tooth like their dad. So I'm kind of worried about <laughs> them already, but 
I like that book. So now here's going to be one that uh, you didn't see coming for questions. So I did a little research about you and someone asked you on a previous interview, what are three foods that you can't live without? And you answered them. So I'm going to tell you what your answers are. And I want to know why you picked these. You know what I mean? (laughs) You picked dates, avocados, and cashew butter. I don't think I've ever eaten cashew butter. So, really? No. So well, why did you pick these things? <laughs> um, I just love my healthy fats. So cashew uh-huh. butter and avocado, both really healthy fats, both okay. um, very essential. I, When I first started dieting and becoming obsessed with healthy eating, I thought that low fat was the way to go. So I stayed away from fats and I would like count every little spoon of olive oil that I would cook with. Um, yep. Until I learned that fats are not bad for you. They're actually really important, especially if you're a a woman and, you know, for your hormones and just regulating all of that, healthy fats are super important. So they're a huge part of my diet and I love avocado and cashew butter. Mm -hmm. So I actually have an allergic sensitivity to peanuts and almonds. So I can't have that too much. Oh, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. let me just, so did you have a, an allergic peanut anaphylactic reaction at one point? No. So it's more of, um, I have eczema, so I have a lot of skin sensitivities and I did a allergy sensitivity test and I'm sensitive to peanuts and almonds. They kind of flare up my, my eczema. So I had to find a replacement to that. And I tried cashew butter and my life changed forever because it is, (laughs) it is so good. (laughs) Wait, so I mean, is it literally, I feel very naive and stupid, but is it literally a stick of butter, but it's made of cashews? So it's like peanut butter, but from cashews. Oh, so you mean, but you use it as butter, right? As where you would put regular butter on? No? No. So I use it for sweet things. So let's say I have oatmeal, I'll put a scoop of that. I put it in my smoothies. I put it on yogurt, chia seed pudding, toast. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, for my Christmas present, you're going to get me, it has to be your, your Instagram tips. And some some cashew butter. <laughs> I will send some cashew butter your way. I'll send my favorite one. <laughs> uh, so you know, I mean, I knew that I was going to be talking a lot about COVID with you on your interview, and everyone who's listened to my show, listened to me on Rachel's show. It was awesome. So I'm going to give you one COVID question, kind of like a touche, you know. So I could just tell you, a lot of people have been really stressed about COVID, and everyone at home, social distancing, monetary, you name it. So what are some tips that you can give my listeners and people just out there who feel overwhelmed? What are some things that you can do? Because you're, you are my health guru. You know what I mean? What are some- <laughs> um, yeah, I have two tips. So I think the most important one is to decrease the amount of news that you're watching um, because it is important to know what's going on and have all of that information. But I think we're just overloaded with information, especially with social media. So just limiting the amount of media in general, social media, the news, and try to focus on what you can control and focus on positive things that are happening because there are still a lot of positive things happening in the world. So I just try to limit the amount of media that I intake um, and just kind of focus on myself and what's going on around me in the moment. And then, you know, supplementing every day is really important to me. So there's five supplements that I recommend right now. 
that I think everybody should be taking. Um, vitamin C, which I'm sure most people know <laughs> know about. I love um, vitamin C. No, I love it. Uh-huh. Yep. Zinc is really important. Vitamin D is very, very important. And um, even just getting 30 minutes of vitamin D naturally by taking a walk outside. I love NAC right now. So NAC is the precursor to glutathione, which is the most important antioxidant in the body. So that's a really good one. And then um, I said five, huh? Yeah, where are we? Are we on four or are we on five? five? Oh, and I forgot. Um, Fifth one is chlorophyll. So I love chlorophyll. I got to ask about all these means. So for the main (laughs) ones, I got to tell you, we're on the same page. So I I mean, people always ask me about supplements. You know what I mean? So are you trying to to do these things based upon just what you eat and being knowledgeable? You're you're training nutrition to know what to eat. Or for vitamin D, are you someone to check your level and see what the doctor says about it? How do you approach in general and vitamin D in particular? Yeah. So vitamin D, um, I actually get it checked once a year usually, and I'm always low on it. Okay. So it's crazy because we live in LA where it's always sunny. So you would think that we wouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, most of us have issues absorbing it. So we might be outside for two, three hours a day directly under the sun, but you know, it depends how much we are able to absorb. So a lot of us have issues absorbing it from the sun. So we do have to take a supplement. And yeah, so I do get my levels checked. Um, But I I think most of us are low in vitamin D. So even if you don't have the ability to get it checked, I would just go with you are low in vitamin D. And it can't hurt. No, no, definitely. And now the chlorophyll water, you're talking about those, the green water, right? It's, yep. it's green in color, right? And all, <laughs> yep. the, all the cool people drink that green water. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I've never had chlorophyll water. Does it taste kind of nasty or is it, is it good? I mean, you, would you recommend it to me? I mean, I would. Okay. I would. It actually doesn't really taste like anything. It has a very like faint taste. You would think by the color of it that it would taste like really, I don't know, like kale or something like that, but it barely has a taste. So it's actually delicious. If you have it with cold water, you could even add some lemon to it and you won't even taste it at all. You know, before I I get you the next, I have a couple more questions, but quick story because you're the food person. So I just want to (laughs) have see what you think about this. So, you know, I I went to a dinner last night and maybe you had the similar situation where you want to be kind of like the cool person and be like, hey, whatever you guys like for appetizers, you folks pick, you pick it. I just eat anything. And there's so many choices that they cannot possibly pick the one you don't want. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's a risk, you know? So Uh it's a true story. So (laughs) I told everyone else to pick it and um, they picked the octopus. You know? Oh no! <laughs> and I, I, I gotta tell you, I never had octopus before, and it, it comes looking like octopus. And you know, I, I just thought maybe I just will ignore it, and they won't ask me to eat it. But the, the, the guy who ordered it, he cut it into three pieces. So I'm like, oh boy. So I mean, I ate it in the story. So my question to you is, what is your take on octopus? Have you had it? And would you eat it again? So I have not had octopus. Um, there's actually, so fun fact, I am, I grew up kosher. So my mom is Jewish. Um, okay. So I'm Jewish. And there's a lot of foods that I haven't ever had in my life. Octopus is one of them. Um, lobster is one of them. So yep. 
I actually have never had it, but I'm very open to just trying everything. And, you know, we only live once, so we might as well say that we tried octopus. So might try that, it. That's true. And you know what? I think it tastes like chicken. <laughs> really? It wasn't not bad? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. I feel like every weird animal that yeah. somebody has told me that they've tried, they're always like, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so I'm I'm down to my to my my three questions over here, and I think it's going to be nice to for some slow wrapping up. Which is number one, I think your theme and what you represent is you know having a healthier lifestyle, and I'm sure many of my followers definitely want to start a healthy lifestyle. So my question to you is, what's the starting point? How do you start it? If you like hear this podcast and say, I want to be like Rachel, I want to be healthier. What's the first starting point to do that? I think focusing on your mental health first is always the most important because you could be eating, I don't know, two pounds of kale a day and drinking all the green juice and eating all the salmon. But if you're not mentally healthy and you're not happy, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be unhealthy. So I think focusing first on your mental health and just focus on loving yourself and healing any parts of yourself that um, need the healing. So that would be my first step is just focusing on that first before focusing on the food aspect. No, I love that answer. I love it quite a bit. So I always like these, uh, those open-ended, what's the next step questions. So what is your goals in the future? Because you've accomplished so much already and your passions, though focused, are a little diverse. You love food, you love health. You're amazing when it comes to social media. Uh, so what, what, what is your goals in the future coming up? Yeah. um, Thank you for asking. I have a lot of goals for myself. I tend to kind of spread myself out into a lot of different areas. Um, But I think an amazing part of this pandemic is all of that time alone has allowed me to really find exactly what I want to do and kind of focus on um, exactly what I want to accomplish and exactly what my goals are. So in the near future, um, I'm actually planning on going back to school and getting a degree that's focused on maternal nutrition. So my Hmm. passion is really moms and babies. So I would love to just focus on helping, um, you know, people wanting to get pregnant and having issues, people that are already pregnant, just wanting to have a healthy pregnancy and babies. Um, So that's my goal for the near future. And then um, I guess maybe in five, 10 years, I would love to open up a wellness center that's very inclusive to people of all backgrounds and of all, um, you know, I, the thing about living in LA is there's so many like wellness centers and so many healthy options and so many cool places. But what I've found is that it's really not accessible to everybody and you have to have a lot of money to be able to go to these places. And like, if you want, I don't know if you want a matcha with like ashwagandha and all of these <laughs> superfoods, it's like $10, $15 for a tea. So yeah. a dream of mine has, has always been to open up a wellness center that everybody could come to and is inclusive to everybody and to just show people that being healthy doesn't have to be expensive or hard. That's awesome. So let me do a rogue question in there. So let, let, let's surprise your boyfriend a little bit. So I didn't realize that you love kids so much and being a mom so much. So I have three kids. 
How many do you want? And when do you think you're going to be ready for that first kid? Definitely not for at least five more years. Um, All right. <laughs> but we'll see. Who knows? I always say that God needs you a lot. But I would think because I'm an only child, actually my boyfriend is an only child too. Which is oh, really no way. Funny. All right. Yeah, but I've always wanted a bigger family, so three or four would be really nice. What? Does he know three or four, or does he not know that part? He, he does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping he listens to our podcast. He's like, what, Rachel? What are you talking about? And he, like, about? freaks out, yeah. He freaks out or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, anyways, this is gonna be my last question. And, and one thing I did like about your podcast, I'm gonna like copy it from now on. Is kind of like you said you had that that core question you ask everyone, and that's how we ended your your podcast. Is what is your feel about what is a full life? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna come up with something. But this is my last question for you. And okay, the question is is that you know what is the biggest lesson that you learned on your path to health and wellness? Wow, that's a really good question. And I've learned so many lessons. So I think the best lesson I've learned is the importance of letting go of things that don't serve you anymore. And how if you if you hold on to things that could be people, it could be ways of thinking, it could be a career that's no longer serving you, a friendship, whatever it is. If you're holding on to something that no longer serves you, it's going to affect you in more ways than you realize. It can affect your health in crazy ways. Our body, it's really crazy, but when you when you don't let go of like a material thing or a person, your body will literally hold on to extra weight. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I think just we don't realize how important it is to constantly reevaluate what we're holding on to and. If there's something that we need to let go of, whether that be a material thing or a person or a, or a career or way of thinking, I think just learning how to let go of things makes life so much easier and just makes you happier and healthier. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love that you have the best answers. I'm telling you. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to copy you one more time. Uh, you know, you gave me a chance to actually, you know, mention my, my website and everything. Uh, before we say goodbye, Rachel, can you just give my listeners a couple of information about where they could find you or buy your book or anything like that? Yeah. So my website is thefulllifebyrachel.com. And it only has two L's in the full life, not three. So that's confusing a little bit. (laughs) Um, But that's my website on there. You could find the services that I offer. You could find um, my book is on there as well. My blog, which has a ton of recipes general blog posts on health and wellness and then my all of my socials are rachel underscore cats underscore mean you love the underscore right that's our that's our thing (laughs) so funny i didn't realize you had the same thing on your instagram (laughs) well i'm going to say this you know that rachel we have now actually talked to each other for almost like you know 90 minutes to two hours now we're friends for life, whether you like it. So this is the longest Definitely. I've ever talked to you. I, I dig you, dude. You're awesome, man. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way about you. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. Our producers are Madison Linden and Chris Brightigan. Our executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. 
This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars longa, vita brevis.